Echo 5, do you copy? Echo 5. Echo 2, good morning. Nice of you to drop by. Feeling alright, sir? Thought we lost you. Right now, I feel like I can take off this whole podcast myself. Ah, I know what you mean. Ready to send that transmission to Echo Base? Yes, sir. R10, pass through. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Haas Transmissions. We are beginning season two of the Haas Transmissions with the Book of Boba. Um, I actually have, I, I actually, uh, I have that song. There's two, there's two Mandalorian songs I have um, on my, on my, for my Apple Music. Okay. And, um, one of them is, um, oh, hey, Lyra. <laughs> so quick. Um, there's a, um, there's that that scene where where he first comes in, and it's this awesome thing. Anyways, I have it. I have it on my phone. I play it all the time. I blast it because it's actually really cool. It's called Capture the Flag. It's okay. on the Mandalorian season two soundtrack, and it's the one where you you hear Boba Fett's theme come in. So if you listen to that song, it kind of starts for probably the first minute, minute and a half. It's just kind of playing like random, like action music. But then when it'll kind of stop, it'll get to the theme. It'll start playing his theme. And okay. It's just like it's really cool. It's like I was gonna say I would like hum it out, but it sounds—it's like one of those ones that you can't. It's not like, it's not like as catchy as the Mandalorian theme, like dun 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 dun. dun you know that how it's all like oh, everybody yeah. knows that theme. It's more like simple. It's just like dun 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 But it's like really cool though. It's pretty. It's just simple. Interesting. Like, you I'm know, gonna have to rewatch it so I can look for it. Yeah. 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 So watch watch the cat the episode. Um, what is it? Episode five, in um season two. Watch that episode when he comes in and listen to the music. It'll play his theme, um, and then it, when you watch the episode, you can hear the theme. They they play sort of like a variation of it. And um, see, Lyra Lyra knows it. Lyra's humming it. Uh-huh. Lyra knows it. Lyra Lyra loves Boba Fett, dude. Look at funny. <laughs> fun fact. Sometimes, uh, sometimes, sometimes I'm driving uh, the car. Yeah. I was saying, sometimes I drive in the car. I put that. I put that. She goes, Dad, play the Boba Fett theme. Just cracks her that she knows what it is. <laughs> That's adorable. And fun it's, fact for you guys, Echo Echo Five here named his daughter after Lyra from Rogue One. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah Lyra. Adorable little critter. <laughs> uh yeah, little critter's a word for it for sure. And now she's trying to get my action figures, which she can have. She's absolutely you know what's you know what's funny? Just a quick note, what's funny is I used to be one of those um no, I don't, I don't like. I'm not. I wouldn't say in any way like anti-feminist or anything like that. But like when when um Force Wiggins came out, I was one of those that was like complaining about Ray. You know, I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, Ray, this and that. And now now I have a daughter. When I watch uh, Force Awakens, now now it's like way better because she likes it for Ray. You know what I mean? She right, freaking yeah. loves Ray. And it's and it kind of makes you realize when I'm watching, like, dude, Ray's totally for little girls like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like good role model. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the same, for me and you watching it, we're like, dude, come on, seriously, she could just do everything. I at least have some freaking development more, for me to say. Be like a Leia, what, you know, or even a Padme, what, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, watch more Clone Wars. Get her to look up to Ahsoka and Padme more. No, actually, no, actually, Lyra loves, Ahsoka's one of her favorite characters, too. She used, she used to, she would watch, um, actually, you know, you know what, episode five is actually the Ahsoka episode, so you need to watch episode six. Episode oh, yeah, six. Right. Is, is it episode six? Okay, now I'm tripping, no. dude. No, it is. It is. Episode, yeah, episode six. Episode five. Cool episode five is the. Um... That's okay. <laughs> so, let's jump right into it. Uh, all right. Actually, no. There's some, there's some news that I want to cover real quick. Yeah. All right. So, news, so, for you guys that are following the High Republic, they're going to be releasing the last book of the phase one. Uh, I believe it's called the Fallen Order or Fallen Jedi. Uh, I should have been more. I, I haven't I haven't read that series, so I'm not familiar with the title. 
Uh, Fallen Star. So are are they are they releasing the series so that way they can prepare for the supposed movie series they're going to do in the future? Is that still even a thing? I think so. Uh, right now they're trying to. I think so because right now I believe that they're trying to set up their own era of Star Wars because we have the prequels, we have the sequels, we have the original trilogy, Clone Wars, Rebels. Like we've got all of this stuff that's kind of like really focused around George Lucas's vision. Sure. So I think with the failure of the sequels, they're learning that the failure to go off and do their they kind of need to go off and do their own thing and make their own stories. I can I can see your opinion on the sequels already. <laughs> just a little bit. Oh, it's it's just hard I, to I, appeal to to older know fans. You know what's funny is I I I got I went back recently because it's December and it was Christmas time and I wanted to kind of go back and when it, you know during Christmas time you know I just get in the mood to watch Star Wars since the sequels. I get in the mood to watch the sequel trilogy because that's when they released and uh, yeah naturally I, I I went back and and watched them and. I, I still I still really enjoy Force Awakens. That one still holds up pretty good. I, in fact, it has a pretty good uh, rewatch value. But um, you know, because Han Solo and all that good stuff. But the the other two movies, I don't know, man. <laughs> they're, they're harder to get. They're not that. I don't know. There's parts. There's parts of. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't finish Rise of Skywalker, but Last Jedi. There's there's some parts I actually still kind of like, but for the most part. I'm just, I, I had a hard time getting into it <laughs> still. But anyway. No, I totally agree. Uh, but I mean, that's just because a lot of the errors that they made with trying to promote it and kind of push them out quick, which they're learning a lot. And we kind of see that with uh, this episode. It's like, take another beloved character, put him on screen. And I really like what they do with him, especially the very beginning with him breaking out of the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, no, it's 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 like it's actually uh, what was interesting when we first saw him in um, Mandalorian. I mean, the question was, every everyone want to know how he got out of the Starlight Pit, and that's kind of been a thing since the '80s, you know, um, with comics and and you know just legends. Yeah, and I know he's got kinda... at least a thousand years to get out of there because C three PO mentions it. It's like, oh, the Starlight the Starlight has a digestion process of over a thousand years. Yeah, as you have slowly digested for a thousand years. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll pass on that, huh? <laughs> but yeah, as you were saying, a lot of fans have been really wanting to, to see this. Yeah. No, I, I remember that I remember that poster. I had a poster a long time ago. I don't know what I did with it. I was actually looking around my collection. I couldn't find it. I used to have a poster of Boba Fett uh, with his flamethrower um, spouting flames at the Sarlacc while he's in the pit. Kind yeah, of, yeah, it was, it was it was from a from Legends, but it was it was like a comic. It was like kind of like a one of those, um, you know, like twenty four inch by twenty four inch kind of smaller posters. But it oh was, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was super cool though. But anyway, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. What's really cool about this scene is that they kind of take a bit from speaking of Legends. They actually pull most of this from Legends. Yeah. Um, and a, there's a. Book. I don't know if you heard of it. It's called Tales from Jabba's Palace. Uh huh. Um, I've, I've, so I've seen put... that. I've actually, yeah, I've seen that book. Yeah, I, ha I have the book. I just never opened. I just never read it. There's just something. I've never read that book. I'm, I'm so I'm like, as you speak, I'm like looking at my my old legend because I, I have a good amount of old legends books. I don't actually think I have that one. I thought I had it. I could have swore I had it. it. Must be here somewhere. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I have it in the box somewhere. Book. But Boba Fett's escape uh, from the Starlight Pit is described in similar fashion. Um, yeah. I believe the only difference is that Boba establishes a telepathic link with one of the Starlight's previous victims, who has oh, a little okay. bit of control over the pit. It's a little, sure. little bit far-fetched, but, I mean, cool. And then he convinces it to contract on his jetpack, causing it to explode and freeing him from, his, from its clutches. He then uses concussion grenades to blow holes in the beast to make his exit. Yeah. And so that's kind of how it was described in the book. Super cool. And then yeah, I, I never, for I you never, Parks I'm and fans, Pat Oswalt describes a very similar scene to actually how it portrayed. You can check the Instagram for the post. That's cool. What'd you think oh, about the... Uh, oh, no. So what'd, what'd you think about his... Uh, then there was that... Uh, uh, what was up with a stormtrooper? 
that was inside there. There wasn't any stormtroopers on the uh, on the cell barge. Yeah, one of my buddies from work, he, he came up to me. He was like, "Dude, he was like, the episode was good, but the only hangback that I have on this episode is why is there a stormtrooper in there?" He's like, "I, I get it that the there are allusions to the rest of the world or whatever, but I started to think, I'm like, I mean, there's plenty of time that they had, the Empire was there is alive for 20 years, and his thing was that the Empire never really went to Tatooine, so there's really no big deal for there's no reason why a stormtrooper should be in there." That actually is a good um, point. I was just I was just gonna say, I mean, like like you said that it takes a thousand years for the Starlight to digest its victims, so it could have happened at any time, but at the same time, uh, you know, what your friend says is, is is right. I mean the the Empire doesn't really have occupation on Tatooine. They pretty much just go there to, to find the droids because of the stolen plans. Yeah, and like honestly, I imagine that the Empire would have showed up there at some point. I mean in the video game Battlefront uh, I think there's a there's some presence there for uh-huh. a mission or something, and then in the Vader comics, they I think they make a trip or two there. I think Vader's looking for something, okay. And so he had stormtroopers with him, and it, so so that might be one of the opportunities for a stormtrooper to get in there. It kind of makes sense for why it's down there, and okay. pretty grody. I don't know how long the stormtroopers been there. At least. At least twenty years, maybe even forty no, that's years. No, that's At what I was going to say. Now, I, yeah. I think, I think having that stormtrooper there just kind of gave the whole Sarlacc pit a sense of like, um, I mean, it was it was it was really uh, like like kind of creepy, kind of like spooky because you you kind of imagine like a horror film victim's... style. Yeah, or you kind of you kind of imagine this this victim's been stuck. I mean, it feels claustrophobic in there. Like they did a, they did a good job at making making it feel like it's very very. Um, Hard to get out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, Dude, it um, looks so yeah, uncomfortable. What, yeah, it looks horrible. It looks horrible. And um, anyway, yeah. So you just having having the stormtrooper there just kind of gave you that sense of man, this is this is not this is this is bad. I mean, most people don't get out of this. You know, um, they suffer. So, did you want to see more out of the scene, or do you think that they? That's a good question. Enough? I was that isn't. That is a very good question. I was going to say of uh, something that is known and iconic before, long before uh, the sequels and this, this new era of Star Wars, uh, the Escape of Boa Fett's kind of been something that's well talked about. And it was very, very quick for something that people have been look, looking forward to for years. But at the same time, I, I don't know how much more do you want to see. But I, I do think it was a little quick. I mean, he pretty much just blasted his fire and he shot it and he was out of there. You know, it, it didn't. I don't know. I, I don't think it needed to be super long and drawn out. Maybe like another time, minute of him struggling. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they have a long way to go with the story. I mean, they have eight episodes they want to cover, so they can only spend so much time doing this. But then again, this is an, an, an iconic um, uh, scene that people have been looking forward to. So in my opinion, I think it could have had a little bit more um, screen time. I mean, I didn't complain about it when I saw it. Um, it was It was fine. I mean, it was straight to the point. He... Shot his fire. He got out of there. He was pretty jacked up. It, it was it was also uh, interesting to see his scars on his face. Like I don't know what made it do that, but his face was all jacked up. I don't know if that was from the sarlacc or from something prior. I don't know. Um, yeah, because we don't I, know how long he was in there. Exactly. That was what I was going to say too. Is how long was he actually in there? Um, how how long does this take place? Actually. Um, well, yeah, you're right because it's it's a flashback. I'm thinking, how long is this actually taking place after um, Return of the Jedi? I guess well, he I mean, went to debris. The, and, uh, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that, by the way, that was cool. That was really cool to see. It's crazy to see the wreckage of the cell barge. That was nuts, and it's kind of crazy thinking, like, man, that's uh, the body of Jabba the Hutt is is right here, and and you see these Jawas coming and scavenging, and thinking like this is this is the death place of the Lord of the of pretty much the planet you know java yeah. was the, the crime pretty lord. much pre- yeah exactly so that's kind of kind of interesting i mean it's that's the uh that's the grave site of, of one of the biggest uh you know shots in in the uh, whole planet of tatooine you know so i thought that was kind of kind of fun to see think about and and uh i mean we'll get to it later on too but 
further down the episode, we'll, we'll swing back around to it. But I, I was definitely surprised that uh, Max Rebo didn't die in that wreckage too, because I, you know, pretty as far as I remember, his band was there playing. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Which you have a fun little fact there. Didn't you say something like uh, we were talking about earlier? Said that his, I think in the Vigil Dictionary it says that he they his band broke up. They survived. Yeah. yeah, he they survived, but they broke up after that. <laughs> and so that's why we see him with a bit later. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting. Um, and it's cool seeing the job with Scavenger's Armors because it kind of sets up for Mandalorian season two with uh, Cobb Vance. Exactly. Yeah, because that was that was one of the biggest questions I had too when I first saw him in uh, Mandalorian season two. Is you're like, okay, so he shows up in this gown. He's watching. He's watching uh, uh, Dinjarin ride off the sunset with his armor, and you're sitting here thinking like, why didn't he just grab it earlier? He could have just taken it off of Cobb Vance. I mean, what was holding him back from that? You know. But maybe uh, he had no of, idea. I don't think he did. And I think he's probably been looking for it. And I think we're going to see more of that backstory, which is really cool. I think he's obviously we're going to see, you know, his journey with the, you know, the Tuscans and and, and kind of what happens there and uh, how he ends up uh, where he does in Mandalorian. But I you think I, there'll I, be I more love, flashbacks with the, the Tuscans with them? Of, of course. Yeah, I think they're definitely going to continue that story. I think it's just begun. Honestly, I think there's a lot more there still because think about um you know, we, again, we don't know how long he was in the Sarlacc, but think about where the story's at as, as far as timeline. Uh, Mandalorian, it's like eight, nine years after Return of the Jedi uh, sure. in season two. I'm just saying eight years after Return of the Jedi for Mandalorian season two, I guess you could say, I don't know if it's another few months to a year in season two. So I'm just saying somewhere between eight and nine years after the events of Return of the Jedi. I don't know how long. Uh, I imagine it would be pretty quick just because of the human anatomy. He'd survive on so long without food and water. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Good point. So it'd have so, to be, have to be within at least a week. Yeah. If not so he's sooner. Probably, he's probably living with the Tuscans for, for, you know, years, you know, six, seven, eight years for all we know. Yeah. You're right. And gains their respect and kind of learns their ways. And, um, you know, I, I'm sure we'll see some, some interesting stuff there. Uh, but yeah, no, that was, that was cool. That was a cool connection with the whole jaw was taking his armor off and, and he just looked beat to hell. I mean, he was. Oh yeah, he looked so scarred. He almost looked like Anakin yeah. after uh, his uh, lava bath and on the spar. Those those jaws were kind of mean too. Like one of them took the butt of his rifle and whacked him in the face. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. was like <laughs> I was like, jeez. Mean oh, jaw was. Still, guys, he's still alive. He's still alive. Hit him in the face or something. All right. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Um. So yeah, so then they took him to Tuscans, and then uh, that was interesting to see. I I thought something, I thought they were gonna do something vicious with his uh, prisoner companion, the Rodian that was tied tied by him. Oh, I hated that Rodian. Yeah, <laughs> that Rodian's such a coward. Yeah, he is. I don't know what he's doing. I, I, I totally. Well, I, I maybe it's just like a maybe it's a, like a Rodian thing because obviously you know, Greedo was kind of a coward, and then you have um, oh never mind. I was thinking of uh, I was thinking of the little Anakin's little buddy Wald. Uh, oh the yeah, version, the extended version of Phantom Menace. He gets in a fight, but I, I forget it's actually not Wald. It's actually a young Greedo. That, um, That's right. Yeah. Yeah, they start like he gets like Anakin gets a little fist fight with him. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I do remember so, that deleted scene. It was pretty funny. I think they should have yeah. cut that because that would have kind of helped develop his character a little bit in the movies. Just saying. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, what, what did you think about the, the robes of the Tuscans? I mean, they were like a different color. It was kind of interesting to see, uh, like a different style. I mean, I, I, I remember I remember in Attack of the Clones, we saw female Tuscans for the first time. Um, actually, I remember the first time I ever saw them when I was when I was waiting in line at uh, Toys R Us for the first the release of the figures that he released and release a month before the movie, and yeah. they had um, they had both um, Tuscan female. Figures, and then they have the massives, the Tuscans' little dogs that we've seen prominent in the Mandalorian and now in Book of Boba Fett, which I think is super cool. They keep oh, them yeah. all together. Um, yeah, so I'm wondering if they're like different tribes of Tuscan Raiders, or if they're just uh, or just different uh, um, hierarchy. I want to say it's like different tribes, different tribes wear different colors or things like that. I can see that. I mean, yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering if they're all one entity or if they're actually kind of just like wandering 
different groups, groups kind of like just... like Native Americans, like like uh, you know, if you didn't you you know, for all you know, you know, the settlers when they first came to America, they probably I don't know if they wondered they're all together, and then you find out there's different groups, the Cherokee, the Blackfeet, yeah. and all the different groups and different uh styles and I mean sl- similar traditions but slightly different ones of certain things. I mean I, I was worried too about they had kids in there as well. Uh Tuscan children. Uh, yeah. Like the one that kind of hangs out with uh, Boba Fett. The show is kind of a Yeah. But um yeah, no they, they could be tribes for sure or um maybe different areas. I don't know. I know that they're more close to I, I here's another thing quickly too. I didn't realize that the cell barge was um like the where Jawa's palace, like where it's at, I didn't realize that it was closer to Moss Espa. I didn't, I didn't get that yeah. until. Yeah. So I I don't know if just kind of which makes sense for like the the pod racing. Yeah. 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 You're right. Because uh, Java over. Yeah. You're right. You pod race. Um, yeah. Yeah. That that was cool. I I actually liked that little touch because it wasn't Moss Espa. It was Moss Espa was the Mo- first place of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, exactly. So that was cool too. Sorry, it's a quick side note, but I just remember no, yeah. that. Um, yeah. I wanted to throw another thing on the Sarlacc pit because it just popped in my head. Uh, if you notice, yeah. when Boba Fett uh, escapes, he doesn't have all of his armor. It looks like he's missing oh. his cape and the uh, wiki braids that he usually has on his shoulder pauldron. Yeah, that's right. And assuming that the Sarlacc destroyed it with uh, with its digestive enzymes. Yeah, I thought that was yeah, kind of an interesting. That was side so. Note. So with this whole thing, so Boba Fett, he's he's going through like a healing session with that uh, Fennec kind of looks after him in the palace. What's yeah? What's the whole deal with that? What did you get from that? Is that I think is it's that a healing skin? So did the star like do something to his skin? It, I'm I'm assuming that's what it is. I, Think of like a cancer patient. You got something damaging. You got to keep going back until dinner or therapy and all uh, that. And so I'm wondering how, if that's the same thing with the back the, with the skin. He probably just got burned or damaged so bad that he needs to upkeep. How did you How did you like seeing the flashbacks of Camino and Young Boba Fett in the arena battle? Dude, dude I thought that was and pretty they, dope, actually. And if you If you didn't notice too, they're actually they're they're angles that we haven't actually seen that weren't in the the prequels. They were showing different shots yeah they, they actually did some new shots for it yeah like the shot of boba like he grabbed in the movie in attack of the clones he, he you see him kneel down already he picks up the helmet and kind of puts it to his head in the movie like you saw or in, in this uh flashback you saw a little bit more of it which i thought was really yeah. cool i don't know if they're it's older footage we haven't seen before they kind of put together or what i think but... I, I think i saw something from daniel logan he said all the scenes of young, young boba are from from episode two our original takes yeah, uh, that's except cool. the last over-the-shoulder one, which is complete new and made for the episode. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, I, but all the other shots I, were original I, cuts. Because original I, I, the second, the first time I saw it, I was just think it's the shot straight out of Attack of Clones. But the second time I saw it, I was like, you know what? I've seen Attack of Clones tons of times, and some of the angles and stuff, are, and and the length of that shot, I don't remember it being that long, and some of the angles were kind of different. So. I don't know. I thought it was. Yeah, I was wondering that myself too. That was really fun, though. I I I was really excited about that. I hope that they show, continue to show more stuff. Um, Let's see. Yeah. So, um, Fennec Fennec was awesome too. Uh, I did like her character a lot. I'm. She's she's turning out to be a a great, great character. Yeah. No, she's fantastic. She she does a good job at representing uh, Boba Boba and uh, pretty much his he's her loyal bodyguard which i think is really cool um keep an eye on him i keep an eye on everybody yeah no, that was good I, I like how everybody um kind of pays tribute to him now that he's the lord of the uh of uh moss espa i guess or with the crime lord uh, yeah he's trying to gain basically take respect over uh, Jabba's whole enterprise yes exactly which that's that's kind of a cool it's kind of a cool direction they're taking in this. He's basically, yeah. I, uh, cool. yeah. I, I love the uh, when they came and paid tribute. I like when the uh, Trandoshan, you know, he he pays tribute to him and bows, and and then he says, you know, even when a Trandoshan is giving a compliment, it appears as a threat or however he worded it. 
So that was uh, oh, yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's funny because that's exactly what I was thinking when he when he was delivering his his compliment, you know, and it was good. But uh, I I like was, the. Uh, I think it was uh, I think it was something like, may you never leave Tatooine or something like that or. It, it's, it's some it's something weird like that, yeah. I forget what the word was. I have to look it up. <laughs> I love the uh, I like the Twi'lek. He was like, he was like funny, but at the same time, he was such a jerk. But I love how he wanted he wanted tribute paid to him from Boba Fett, you know. And then they're like, yeah. how about we <laughs> that guy? And then Fennec's just like, how about we pay you, tri- you know, pay you by leaving you unscathed I and mean, he's just kind of like uh, interesting okay you know like, <laughs> so keep an eye on that one you know it'll be interesting to see if it. yeah yeah keep an eye on it exactly that's where that line comes from i i wonder if there'll be some some uh some trouble in the next coming episodes with the mayor i wonder if we'll meet the mayor if there'll be some problems there i wonder if he's gonna be the the he might be the problem this entire season like uh, there's that fight scene with the the ninja looking characters. Yes, were they dispatched oh. by the mayor? I would assume so. That'd be the only That's thing I, I think of, or somebody else challenging uh, Boba for the throne. Okay, yeah. I mean, that could be the obvious one too. I, I was wondering, I was wondering if they came from from the mayor because he pretty much dissed the mayor, and uh, you know, because of his his uh, you know representative showed up. But um, it's kind of frustrating because uh, Boba is supposed to be like the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy. Yeah, here he is. Nobody's fearing him. Yeah, that is. This is definitely a, an interesting direction. I think, if anything, it's kind of for people that are more casual fans. If anything, this is a way for them to see him as the most feared bounty hunter. Maybe they're using this yeah. as a way to truly build it. Because in the movies, if you just watch the movies, you just kind of like you hear, "Oh, this is the most feared, feared bounty hunter," and you're just like, "Okay." I mean, technically, yeah. from what I've seen in the movies, Jango Fett's way cooler than this guy. I mean, look, look at, look at all the <laughs> Jango Fett killed Jedi, like in, in the, you know. So he um, was used as a he was used as a a clone. Yeah, uh, donor. Yeah, he's a donor for the entire clone army. I mean, Jango Fett is pretty freaking awesome. So I think this show is an opportunity to really kind of show off Boba Fett and and and, and at the same time build his character up because yeah. Um, you know, he was introduced in Mandalorian. He just, he just kicked major crap, man. Like he, he was, he was awesome, like unstoppable, pretty much on that first episode. That was absolutely amazing. I noticed that this show, he isn't like invincible. He gets his butt kicked a little bit more. He gets, but he, I mean, he definitely takes care of himself. But he, he doesn't look like completely flawless. Like he still has a little bit of build. They're, they're basically giving room for his character to develop. He's not just like unstoppable yet. Um, I mean, technically in Mandalorian he was against the stormtroopers, but I mean, I know they're stormtroopers. That's, that's kind of. I feel like that's kind of. <clears throat> I feel like that's kind of what they do with these movies. So Boba Fett's kind of introduced in Mandalorian, and it's his. It this is like his, like debut, you know, into yeah. the new era of Star Wars. So he's just, he's just awesome. He kicks, he kicks butt. You get into his story, and now they have to kind of build his story. He can't be, you know, he's got to go through a little bit of trials. He can't just be. Perfect. They got to build it up. It kind of, what it kind of reminds me a little bit when I first saw Civil War, how um, like Black Panther, for example, he was just absolutely ridiculously cool mm-hmm. when he just showed up. He was just kicking ass. He was just you know all over the place. Awesome. Like man, who who is this guy? Like nobody can stop this guy. And then when they made the movie, um, as cool as he was, he still had flaws and and, and he had trials he had to get over. He still had to develop. And I feel like that kind of reminds me a little bit of. Watching Boba Fett, he had his awesome debut. It wowed everybody, but now you kind of have to take time to build his character now to tell his story. And he, yeah. he might not always win, but I think in the end you're going to see how cool he is, and I think they're going to kind of build him up. I, mean, which... I think he was kind of holding back a little bit too. I mean, because yeah, even when Fennec went to go chase all the all of them on the rooftop, he's like, uh, "No, bring them back alive. Bring them alive." Even yeah, though, even though he shoots a rocket and like obliterates one of them, but that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly think awesome. like he could have just used his flamethrower, just pointed at the feet, it would go underneath all the shields and basically destroy everyone. But that I was... get that they needed uh, a little bit of a more intense fight scene. 
trying to show Fennec's um, abilities a little bit. And the parkour stuff was cool too. Yeah. That was that that whole rooftop fight was was a blast. Um Oh, what do you think of the Good Morning Goods? Oh, I thought it was cool that they so those those were the actual guards then from Return of the Jedi, because they were. Yeah. Um, are those the ones that? Luke they looked after Jabba and then did for Tena. Huh? Are those the same Gamorrean guards that Luke Force showed? I don't know. There's not enough evidence to say they are, but it'd be fun you if could, they were, because you know you we just, can kill them. Well, because I mean, Luke first walks into the palace and they they kind of cross axes, like yeah. they seem like they're the main. Like you know, like the True. main guards, and then he and then he chokes him, and then kind of moves on. That'd be a really I be cool surprised though. Yeah. So. And a uh, cool, cool fun fact. Speaking like the originals, uh, so the Gamorrean guards being bare chested comes back to how Lucas originally wanted them to look, but the prosthetics back then, kind of, not good it enough yet. Good. So yeah, so they had to put body armor over it, and so I thought that was kind of cool that they're paying tribute to really Lucas cool. by. I throw that in there. Well, you also saw that in the fight scene in uh, the first episode of Mandalorian season two. Yeah, the whole that ring match. That's um, true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so it, it's it's really cool how they're kind of using all that. Um, quick, quick callback, real quick, before I forget. When they walked into so when they walked into that uh, sort of cantina in Mos Espa. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, Boba Fett kind of introduced himself with Fennec, and then he got he got his helmet full of coins, and then and then uh, Fennec's all making that comment like, "Oh, yours yours is shinier than mine," you know. Um, oh yeah. So that's when we noticed Max Rebo hadn't died because we saw Max Rebo playing with the Bith band. I thought it was funny yeah. that if you kind of pay attention, it's the same. You know, there's that joke that they play the same song. You know, like from uh, Family Guy. You know, play that same song. You know. Um, oh yeah. They're playing that. They're playing that like dun, 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 dun. They're, they're playing that song, but it's a different variation. It's a more like kind of reggae-ish sort of. Um, I actually liked it a lot too, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, but it's the same because I, 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 you can just kind of. I kind of listened to it again the second time I watched the episode, but you can, it's the same exact song in a different like like style. It, it, it just cracked me up. I thought it was funny. Play that song again. Yeah, play oh, that same oh, song. <laughs> All right. That's actually cool. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of a robot chicken. Uh, oh, no, no, Family Guy reference. I know, sometimes the, I get mixed up bringing... with... I, I almost thought it was uh, robot chicken, too. I get mixed up with Family Guy and robot chicken a lot with the jokes. The same thing, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I would love to see Family Guy redo uh, the prequels and the sequels. I, I want to see them do the sequels. I think I think them doing the sequels would be hilarious. I can, I I can already see, I can already see them making it. I can, I can already see them making a joke with the whole map thing, like... We got this whole map of the galaxy. You got one puzzle piece. Like, I wonder where Luke is. Like, oh, oh, he's right there. Oh, that's where he was the whole time. The missing puzzle piece. No, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> Basically. <laughs> you know, we, we, we would think about just, you know, searching around that area, you know. Just, we got to get the last piece before we can confirm it, you know. Anyway. Um, 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 well, speaking oh, with yeah. Max Rebo and, like, the, the – uh, musicians, uh, there's an RO astronomic droid that's playing the drums. Uh, I think it first appeared in uh, The Force Awakens, speaking of the, the sequels. Cool. Good droid. And then, yeah, and then the two astronomic uh, serving drinks at the Sanctuary are the R4 units, which are first appeared in A New Hope. Oh, uh, is is it is it uh is it the one with a bad motivator? Uh, no, 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 it's not the same one. That one was. They, on... they use that one in Mandalorian. That, yeah, they use that one in Mandalorian, but they're starting to use the R four units a lot more in in the movies or in all this. Did you did you catch um, the droid eight D eight from? Yes, and, yes, and I did. When he was when he was sitting in the audience, he was the one telling Boba Fett that they should that he should use uh, torture that people need to kind of have respect around here. And that's kind of the way that they do things. And then um, you remember when, when 3PO and R2 were brought in the back when they're first captured by Java or when they, they went into Java's palace at the very beginning of Return of the Jedi. And um, he was a droid that was spinning that one around that was kicking. 
Yeah. And then he's going, no, no, no. And then he put like the hot, the hot thing on his thing, and then he goes, woo. And then it kind of goes into the song, the Mac Rebo song. Yes, yeah. that's right. Um, I was, I thought it was funny. Bob was like, uh, why do I need a protocol droid? Oh yeah, exactly. Seems like I don't need one. But Bob, unless you speak over nine million different forms of yeah, dialects, then you need one. Impressive okay. if, you, if if you do, but yeah, yeah that was that was definitely good. That was definitely good. Yeah. So, um, what other Easter eggs did you notice this episode? There's there's a lot. Um, if you look at the the same people's Rodian, the prisoner, he has the same red skinned mask as Chusito, one of the Clyde Riders in this in Solo, a Star Wars story. Okay. Oh, um, oh yeah. Are you talking about is he the one? Uh, like in the the gang with um, uh, Empress Nest. Uh huh. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah, he basically had the same the same uh, armor. They used it again in uh, Mandalorian. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, it was the, they... uh, chapter one, the very first episode, and they also used it in the the third episode. What did you um? What did you think about his little relationship with the with the mastiff with the dog, his prisoner? He kind of <laughs> kind of always like staring each other down. He finally he tackled him the first time and kind of knocked him out. But then uh, when he went off on that little walk with that with the young one, he just kind of they seemed to kind of not get along again. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was pretty funny. I, I was waiting for that to happen, and then Boba takes over and he he frees himself. Then he looks at the roadie and then he's like. Do you want me to cut your your uh, your chains or your ropes? Yeah. And the Rodian sister and he's like, oh, no, uh, this guy's trying to escape. You guys want to do something about it? Yeah, that was kind of stupid. I, uh... Yeah, stupid Rodian. But it's cool. You get a cool little fight scene with uh, Boba, and you kind of see that his fighting skills are different than the Tuscans, and they have a little yeah. bit, a little bit better moves than he does. And there's more. I, I was actually, in, I was really impressed with. Uh... How good the Tuscan Raiders can fight! I mean, they're they're really good warriors. Um, when they when he try to escape, I like how they kind of they kind of like have a sort of respect for warriors. It seems because mm-hmm. he's kind of, he's kind of running away, and they uh, they kind of say, "Okay, well, let's see what this guy's got." Once you you know, and then, he, then he sends in probably who his better warrior was, um, and then he pretty much pretty much kicks Boba's trash. I mean, he. But at the same yeah. time, I mean, Boba, of course, put up a put up a decent enough fight for them to say, okay, uh, you know, we'll hang on to this guy for now and see what he's got. But, uh, um, yeah, it, it was pretty impressive how good they could fight. But uh, and that's one thing I'm actually really liking about both Mandalorian and the Book of Boba is that we're seeing more on the Tuscans because in the movies we see them they're more barbaric yeah. animal-like creatures or characters, right? Yeah. And so you here kind of we kind of see that they're. Them. Yeah, they're a little bit more civilized than you think they are. Yeah. It's because we're, and like, seeing one perspective. Exactly. And so now we're seeing the other side. And we're getting yeah. to kind of, I wonder if we're going to start getting, like, more history of them. I wonder if they're going to pull any more out of uh, uh, legends on some of the characters and actually have Tuscan characters with names and actually speak in, like, different variations and very distinct looks. We even uh, met, uh, Mando or Din Djarin had made comments about saying people are in their land, basically, like this is their territory. But they were basically yeah. their first. They kind of, it's kind of like, um, yeah, it's. it's just pulling uh, a little bit from uh, Natural Old Republic, where the Tuscan Raiders basically that was their planet. It used to be lush and green uh-huh. until all the ships came down and destroyed the environment and turned it into a, a desert wasteland. And destroyed it all. Yeah, and that's why the Tuscans hate or anybody that's so not. It used to be a beautiful part of the planet tribe. at one point. Mm-hmm. Kind of what they did with uh, Mustafar. Interesting. What's the, what's well, the that story? Was a, that was a different story. Mustafar, story you, Mustafar. It comes from the, the Vader Mortal uh, VR Oculus game. Uh-huh. Uh, they used to be green and lush. No kidding. There was this uh, this stone 
that basically could bring people back from the dead or grant immortality or something like that. And so they used it and it ended up terraforming the planet because it was drawing so much power. It's crazy. And so, and yeah. And so there's three episodes on the Oculus. I'm trying to go through them so I can put them up on the YouTube so people can kind of watch the story. But at the end, they break this. I'm pretty sure they break the stone, I think, or something happens to the stone. Yeah, the stone breaks and Bader gets pissed, but it basically starts reviving the planet. And so when you see uh, the rise of Skywalker with Kylo running through the the forest, that's Mustafar because it's starting to revitalize. Oh, okay. I think I've, I've, I've actually heard something about this now. Because I remember seeing, like, mm-hmm. there's trees and stuff and I remember hearing that uh, Mustafar is slowly kind of going back to its old self. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of regrown again. Um, yeah. What did you What did you think about the whole um, like these little like pockets of water that you can find in Tatooine? That they were I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. I'm still confused about them. I know they showed up in Mandalorian uh-huh. with Cobb Vant. Yeah. But I'm still confused about them. I don't know if you have any input on this. No, but may, I, I'm I'm just thinking maybe it's connected to what you're saying about how it used to be a green place and they just pretty much used up all the resources and it kind of dried out. Oh, you know what? Yeah, that I could mean, be it. Could be just you know a flowing, lively planet underneath the surface. You know what I mean? But like yeah. I said, because of all the resources got exhausted, um, it's a desert wasteland. But there is basically, if they left it alone, it'd probably go back to the way it was, just like you're saying what happened with Mustafar. Um, yeah, but in a different way, obviously not in one event, but or it could be like something similar to uh, the moisture farmers. Maybe that's the Tuscans' own version of moisture collecting. Maybe they just yeah they put them down in spots and they mark them, and so that they go to where they should be and make their slaves or the prisoners dig them up. But isn't that probably also another reference to what they do with moisture farming? They kind of it's kind of a thing in Tatooine. It's there's underground water, and they kind of yeah uh, you know but, yeah they, they do they like farm their it. own thing going on it yeah. Yeah, and so I think that might be the Tuscan's way of doing it. What did you think about it? So what the heck was that creature that they dug up when, when he went out with the young guy and, and the Mastiff and they went off to find water? And um, I, at first I'm thinking this is a crate dragon that they're digging up. And, and then it's just it's some creature I don't remember ever seeing in, in any of the legends. No, completely new. Completely new. Okay. That's what I thought. Because I was like, I, I have never seen this type of, type of creature. I don't even know what it's called. But I've never seen it before. But they, that was brutal the way it killed the Rodian. Oh, dude, I know. That was super. Uh, he just like smashed him in. It was it was pretty uh it was pretty morbid. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to find out what the the name of it is. Uh, but fun fact on that, uh, because there's tons of facts and tons of Easter eggs in in the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, Tatooine was originally uh, inspired from, I don't know if you guys have heard of, uh, was it uh, the John Carter books? The, they tried doing a movie like, off of it. It's the, the Mars one? Yeah. And so Tatooine was based off of uh, the desert and on the green Martians of the planet Barsoom. Okay. And so the creature is also very similar to this, what they call a spit a pillar that appeared on Tatooine aboard a sand crawler in the game Super Star Wars. Okay. I, I figured so, it had to have good, what these shows are doing a lot of that, like pulling from games, pulling from legends mm-hmm. to for, for fan fun. But that one right there, I was just wondering because you're a little bit better with the legend stuff than I am in the video games. Yeah, I just wonder if that made any appearance in any of those that I just didn't, wasn't aware of or if it's just completely. Uh, invented for this episode. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes and no. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll just um, picture up on the Instagram so people can kind of see it. It's kind of a, a stretch on how it looks, but it, I, can, I can see the, the similarities on it. But I do know that they also uh, uh, pulled the, a little bit of inspiration from Class of Titans with it for the Kraken, from the original okay. Class of Titans. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. So, I, so I, they're basing uh, it off John Carter and uh, Clash of Titans. I love that scene. I love the scene, though, where Boba, um, after it crushes the Rodian, how Boba kind of 
uh, flips around the beast and he chokes him and he and there's that shot of him. Dude, the choreography was amazing. Yeah, where he's kind of like the the Tuscan, where he's the thing's running out to to kill the the Tuscan child and then the Tuscan boy and or kid or whatever he is. Uh, and then he pretty much turns around thinking he's done. He turns around and you just see Boba Fett with that awesome like hero shot and he's like standing on top of the beast and he's holding the chains. Um, that was that was really cool. Yeah, I don't know if you uh, noticed it. I I thought it was a nice Easter egg because that's kind of how uh, Leia killed Jabba. Strength oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's true. So that's I thought true. that was, I, I noticed that right away. I was like, I'm like, okay, so this this must be a Tatooine thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kill, kill people with chains. Yeah, but, seriously, that's the way to go. That's pretty But it was funny. a cool tie back in the, to the, the films. That was really cool. I love how, um, I love how they, they get to the village and the kid's just excited about the head. He's holding up the head. He's just like all excited. And he makes that Tuscan call. And they all kind of like, hey, what's going on? And they all come out and they're all praising him. And he's holding it up. And then, and then you just see the, the sort of uh, the king of the village or the lord of the village. He just kind of stands next to Boba Fett. He just tosses in the water. Like there's no dialogue. I love how they did it. You just know that. You just knows sense was, the respect. You, yeah, you can see the respect. He, he knows it was Boba. But the kid's all excited, so he's not going to take the moment from him. But he knows, he knows what's going on, you know. And I thought that was kind of cool. So I think that's kind of the beginning of his sort of adventure with these Tuscans. I'm sure that we'll see a couple more episodes with them. Yeah. I mean, who know, you know, so. And I think it's going to be important to play like with his whole character, because we know uh, throughout Clone Wars he, he was all revenge against Mace Windu, and then he, between Hondo and Asajj Ventress. Such ventures of all people giving him uh, moral guidance, but yeah. you see, Boba is a very like strong moral character. He is. He actually is. You know. You don't think of it like that. Can you see that here? Good. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It, is there is there anything? Um, do you think that they're going to stay on Tatooine for the eight episodes? Do you think they'll go off world at all? I don't know. It it'd be interesting because. I feel like most of the hut space is Tatooine, and it's a lot of trade routes. So I feel yeah. like Boba's got to establish himself there first. And I don't, of course, it'd be very interesting to rush it. Um, yeah. And maybe he will go off planet because when he arrived to the sanctuary, they said, uh, uh, "They're like, oh, I'm sorry, we we weren't expecting you. We didn't see your uh, what was it." Your people carrying you or whatever the way that job gets carried or whatever and but we're kind of saying that he's like i walk on my own two feet yeah he's like yeah, it, it, he does his own business and doesn't rely on does to do his work yeah that was that was nice that was a nice touch um, and they're like uh Jabba rarely left his chambers and and we get the the famous quote that we've been hearing for like the last nine weeks in promotion of the book of boba java ruled with fear i intend to rule with respect yeah, no, that was that was super cool. Um, yeah. So, um, anyway. Yeah. So, like, just with this whole thing is like, because we're getting to see his character being built with all these quotes and just how he kind of just like doing things on his own and not relying on other people. Yeah. I wonder if he gets a lot of that here with the Tuscans. Yeah, man. I don't know. I'm because it looks like he's kind of rising in their ranks a little bit. By the time we get to Mandalorian, at least, we see that he's wearing their stuff, carrying the gaffy stick. Uh, maybe he takes the place of their warrior. Could the be. Guy that they, that the guy that they had fight. Maybe maybe uh, he'll have a rivalry with that guy. Maybe that guy will have a problem with him. He'll eventually beat him beat him in, uh, in fighting, and he'll become the new guy. Who knows? Um, Very possible. Do you, do you think that we'll get any uh, like surprise cameos in this show at all? Or do you think it's going to be all pretty much standard characters? You think someone will show up? And mostly us? standard, mostly standard characters. Uh, I was talking with my cousin about it uh, uh-huh. from Vegas. He's he was suggesting. He's like, "Oh, what if we see Omega?" Like, uh, there's still kind of. It makes more sense for Boba to show up in Bad Batch than it does for Omega to show up here in uh, the Book yeah. of Boba, with, because she's not really that developed enough for people to be that excited to see her so soon. Exactly. No, that's a good point. What if he uh, what if he what if he runs into like Commander Cody or something, or Rex? That'd be interesting if they're still alive. 
I don't know how they're... Then, then again, it's uh, got to have a point. It's got to have a point in the story. You know, there would be a crazy cameo, but it would be a crazy cameo just because of the character's connection. If they had a, if he's alive, they had a Mace Windu cameo. That would be <laughs> nuts. He turned out to be the villain of the story. The dark side. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. What if he just had, what if they have like a little bar where just Boba Fett kind of wraps up loose ends, kind of some of his last, uh, you know, anger, vengeful kind of feelings and kind of becomes more human and focused on what he's doing, you know? That'd be interesting. That was one of my things too. It was like writing and hunt down Han Solo for throwing, pushing, putting him in that pit. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I figured yeah, that was even like his main things, but I mean, also in <laughs> Legends later on, uh, Boba meets was... Han Solo and they're kind of like on good terms. He ends up uh, helping Han Solo train his kids how to fight. Yeah, that's that's actually that's a good point though. I mean, I wanted to put him in there. I was actually. Thinking, I was imagining when they're showing these flashbacks, when 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 I'm seeing him in the Clone Wars, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to see a flashback of Han Solo accidentally knocking him into the Sarlacc. Dude, that being like, if, it, if, it's just, if they, if they end that, in, I'm going to bust up laughing. That's going to be the funniest I, thing. I was going to say they probably didn't do that because I think it would probably. I'm actually surprised, and maybe they will in the show. I'm surprised they don't make a joke out of that in this in this show. They've got to throw the joke in there somewhere kind of like the joke with the whole um how rogue one kind of fixed that joke with the uh oh yeah you know oh like that it was actually put there and it's not just like doesn't just not like a a a, a building flaw a design flaw that there's this thermal exhaust well, I mean, port that you know well i mean they made fun of it in uh mandalorian with yeah, Vance when uh mando hits the back of it and causes him to go flying up oh yeah um, yeah that's true that is true. So they already right. made it's a jump. Like, yeah. yeah. So they already made the right. jump about the jetpack. Oh, okay. You're right about that. That was cool. That was a nice little touch. I just, I just surprised if, uh, you know, if they throw that out there somewhere just to kind of be, just to kind of be silly. But yeah, I, I think if they show that in a flashback when they were being all serious, it would be too goofy. It'd be too goofy. You see, like as, as, as serious, as, yeah. yeah, as serious as they intended it to be, I'm sure it just come off as goofy. That's probably. You, you I'm just, sure they toyed with that. confused. You see a confused blind Han Solo looking around and accidentally hitting him, and he goes Bumfet. flying. You know, Bumfet. where? Yeah, where? Yeah, <laughs> it's all like in slow motion. It's all dramatic, and it's how I met my demise. You know, like <laughs> no, I have to rise. No, but I think I think it'll be. Um, I don't think they'll show it that way. I think if they did it, they do it no. in a funny joke kind of way. And they've kind of already established his character and what his focus is on, because while he's in the back to tank, he's not having flashbacks of him falling into the pit. He has flashbacks of the Tuscan camp. He has flashbacks from Kamino. He has flashbacks from the Clone Wars and the beginning of the Clone Wars with his dad. It's, it's probably just more about his focus about um, him growing as a character and moving forward, you know? And maybe he's just so. not a vengeful type. Maybe he's like, okay, yeah, we're in, we're in a battle. Things happen. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, I'm not gonna go after after him because he's just trying to survive in a in a fight. So, good for him. Yeah, exactly. Got me, got me so. by surprise. <laughs> right on, man. Well, anyway, I, I, I what did you think about this episode? How would you uh, compare this to? I don't know if you can compare it to Mandalorian or compare it to, like, uh, you know, if you give it a one out of ten score. Um, so here's my thing. I try not to really compare other things to other things, or like Mandalorian to Boba Fett or Clone Wars to Rebels, just because they have their own agenda, they have their own thing. Uh-huh. And so far, that's, with that's from, so far what they've done with this episode, like I was talking to my buddy or our other co-host, uh, he was texting me and he was asking me, so like, all right, what would you rate this? And I think I gave it like a solid eight. Yeah, I think he was, did the same was, as well. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with you guys there too. Um, it just, uh, it was, it was simply just a backstory. It was a, it was a builder. Um, I think the really good stuff is going to come in the future episodes, though. Honestly, I think they just kind of yeah, have to is... establish, you know, where he's at and what's going on. But I think they can really, they're pretty much going to be um, deeper into the story by the next episode. I think it'll be a lot, a lot. I think and it's going to it... get better. And it, and it will be, and that's that's kind of like how people need to kind of like look at these things and go, okay, 
you got to give it time for story to build. If it's not built by the third episode, then you look at them and say, well, right, what do you got? What are you guys doing? This is nonsense. Yeah. Exactly. But, exactly. But I do really like what they did with this episode because they started off with the whole Sarlacc scene and then they move into the double storyline. Uh-huh. And so I thought that was pretty cool. So you're getting flashbacks cool, yeah. while present day uh, shenanigans. Yeah, because I was wondering too when they it kind of went kind of far into the flashbacks and and you're wondering, hey, you know, I thought we we're going to see a little bit of stuff going on with his uh, crime lord, you know, building up and this and that. And it kind of it, it went back into it and then it would go back to the Tuscans and then back to what's going on with this. It was it was really interesting how they did it. It was a little bit of a different style, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I may have to agree with you. I think that there's going to be more to the Tuscan story, so I'm actually yeah. looking forward to seeing what else they're going to do with it. And no, see there's, how, there's a lot. If, they, if they can keep the story arcs line by line the way that they're doing it this way, I think it'll be pretty successful. Because it's an interesting way of storytelling. Yeah, no, it is. I, I'm super excited. I'm super excited to watch the next episode. So, and we'll, uh, I'll be, I'm excited to talk about the next episode too. Hopefully, I don't know if you have any uh, predictions or anything you look, think we might see in the next episode. Next episode, I don't know too much yet to make any predictions on what's going on. I think it's just going to continue on him trying to um, establish his presence there. Well, that's one thing I like about the show too is, you know, from watching the trailer, we haven't seen a whole, pretty much everything in the trailer which we've seen now. So I don't know where they're actually going with the story, to be honest with you. Besides him just building his... Um, I was waiting to see that Athorian show up. Yeah, no, for sure. And then is Moss Espo the place with the uh, what's her face, the babysitter? From that was Moss Eisley. That was Moss Eisley. That was Moss Eisley. Okay. Yeah. So that, I've been cool hearing rumors yeah. that because I've been hearing rumors that Grogu is going to show up at some point. I'm kind of hoping he doesn't. Yeah, they. Like, they just, yeah, just kind of leave it to to the to his own thing. I mean, I heard rumors that he was they were going to use him in the Ahsoka series too, which I think I think they should just leave him with Mandalorian. I mean, that's what he's known for. Uh, the Ahsoka I mean, series makes more sense, though. Yeah. yeah and it's Jedi and I don't, I don't think stuff. he, I don't think he'll have a big presence in Ahsoka either, though. He'd just be a fun cameo, just to yeah. excite people. He'd probably be like maybe, a maybe she visits shot. Luke, or maybe we finally get the thing where she visits Luke and he's turning Grogu and Grogu to be there. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be really cool to see. It'd be cool That's to see. Like that would to see. Actually, that'd be cool to see, like him training all the students and see the new Jedi temple and everything before yeah, some, ben people are, some people are like oh would you like to see Luke in the book of Boba and I'm like Disney please please do not overuse Luke yeah no I honestly even if they even if they just left him as if they the, didn't touch him again or yeah put him in anything else I'll be happy perfect. yeah that was perfect I think what they did with it was perfect that was uh that's what I'm saying do you think they'll have anything like that I, because I don't know about you, I did not expect to see freaking Luke Skywalker in Mandalorian. I, I was not was expecting that at all. I, I did not expect that. And um, I was expecting some a, other Jedi. I was expecting Ahsoka or somebody. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Do you think they'll do anything like kind of surprising at all in Boba Fett? Or do you think it's just going to be its own story, kind of casual? Or do you think they're going to do one of those, holy crap, Vader in the hallway, you know, uh, Luke in the hallway type of scene, you know? I don't know. Live action Ted Bane, maybe. That'd be awesome. That would be cool, Cad Bane, or what if you got to see like a live action Honda? That'd be cool too. Yeah. But I think there, uh, Osaka of... at this time is uh, he's on like Galaxy's Edge planet. I forget what they call it. Yeah. Oh, Batu. Batu, yeah, the Batu. That's right. Yeah. So I'm not sure if he leaves Batu much or goes to Tatooine. I don't know. But <laughs> that's another thing too. They're probably, they're probably gonna have. They'll probably have Batu show up in one of these episodes. Watch, just because if he goes off planet, that'd be interesting. Yeah, would. It'd be really interesting. But Batu is pretty cool, pretty fun. That's another uh, VR quest game. It actually, it actually is a cool planet. I think if they actually featured the planet in one of these episodes, I think it would be you'd probably appreciate it even more when you go to Disneyland and check it out. You know. Yeah, I'm actually going there uh, on Monday. Oh, cool. Uh, have you have you been to Galaxy's Edge? Nope, this will be the first time. Holy crap, dude. If you if you could ride the um the Rise of Resistance ride. Okay. That's 
that is extremely, extremely underrated. That was way better than I expected. Oh yeah, I'll be I'll it's, be posting on the story a lot so you guys can follow uh, my adventure that day. Yeah, no, definitely ride the rise of resistance and definitely build your lightsaber. I would, and I want to go. I want to go to the cantina. I really want to go to the cantina. Oh yeah, go the yeah for sure. Go to the cantina. Yeah, I mean you do. I'm gonna be spending so much time just in Galaxy's Edge. That's the only reason I really want to go to Disneyland. I don't care for it any other. Oh no, any you're other time, enjoy it. There's, it. It it surprised me for sure. It definitely surprised me. And the building of your lightsaber is is a very very cool experience. Very awesome. Okay, I'm gonna have to put that on my list. No, I would definitely do it. I mean, it costs a little money, but it's totally worth it. Um, just the, okay. it's the whole experience. It's the whole experience of building it. You'll really appreciate it. Um, and then um, the the and then the the uh, rise of the resistance ride is absolutely awesome. Definitely, definitely, do not miss that. That's ride. what I've been hearing. That's what I've been hearing. Yeah, everybody, it's everybody's been really coming cool. to hit that one. No, it's it's really cool. They did a really, really freaking good job on that ride. It's it's very well done. It include like it includes like not just the ride, but the scope of it. It's huge, and the um, even the staff, the people that work oh, there. Oh like, yes, they I hear they get really into it. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. It's it's funny. So and and it's fun too. You'll you'll like it. Trust me. Do not miss that. Whatever you do. So. Uh, I'm excited now. All right, cool. Yeah, no, you definitely, you definitely can't miss that. Or building a lightsaber, just freaking, you know, if you want, just it, at least once, just pay the money and do it. It's, it's, it's worth it. So. Fair enough. <laughs> I know. I hear there's one that you can do with the the Kree Dragon Bone. So, yeah, I don't know I, about that. I, I, I kind of want to try that one, or maybe it wouldn't help. Be, I'm not sure what they offer over there. Oh, but. oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's well, I, I did, I did one with like a, I did one with the wooden hilt. It has like a, kind of like a claw at the at the end of it. It, it reminded me of, I, I chose that one because it kind of looks a little. I mean, I'm a, you know, being a big Lord of the Rings fan, it looked a little elvish. Oh. Okay. And then at the same time, it also reminded me a little bit of, the uh, the Rusher um, Wookie wood, oh, lightsaber yeah. blade. From the younglings episode on Clone Wars, when the that's right, yeah, the, the youngling Wookiee makes the the wooden um, uh, lightsaber hilt out of the rusher tree, and they said the wood's so strong it can actually contain the kyber crystal. It can actually oh, power a lightsaber. Right. Yeah, they, okay, they, they yeah. have one like that. That's and I even chose a yellow blade because I liked um, that color. So, but uh, Tolkien's yeah. color before they changed it in the movies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah, Plo Koon's uh, blade from episode one. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah, that's how it was. So, anyway, um, um, good stuff, man. Yeah, well, uh, any final thoughts on the first episode of the Book of Boba? No, I honestly, I thought it was solid, like you said. I, I'd give it like, a, I'd say I'd give it a seven or eight. Um, it was good. I mean, it's it's not like it, it, it's not like the best stars I've seen, but it, it's not it's not bad either. It was it was it was completely it was fine. It was fine. It was just building up the character. I mean, it's it's there's nothing I really missed that I wanted to see. I mean, I enjoyed the majority of it. Um, I, I'm just I'm just kind of excited. I'm really excited to see what they do in the future because we haven't seen a lot of what they're doing or where they're going. So I'm really curious. And seeing what they did with Mandalorian, I'm actually I'm really excited. So I'm really hopeful for. Um, I mean, there's just there's so much that they can do with it. So, yeah. I I just love I love this style of Star Wars like high budget film uh, TV TV uh, uh, television <laughs> episodes. Oh, yeah. It's it's like there's there's so much more they can do in telling a story, and it's it's so enjoyable. So, anyway, I uh, super excited to see what they do. Excited for our next uh, coverage because I'm. Hoping there's some really good stuff to talk about next time. Well, yeah, I'm sure there will be. And I'm hoping the episodes are a little bit longer. I was kind of disappointed that it was only 38 minutes. Yeah, well, there's seven more to go, so we'll see how they yeah. are. Actually, six more. There's only seven episodes. Oh, there's only seven, okay. I was, looking yeah. at the, I was looking at the schedule. It says it's going up to the 8th of February. It'll be the last episode, so maybe I can yeah. have my weeks long. Oh, that's not bad. I kind of I kind of like mini series like that though, because it's not they don't have time to overkill it. Exactly. You just get the story across and tell it the way it needs to be. Exactly. Just get in, get out, and make it cool, and don't waste your time. <laughs> exactly. Keep everybody happy. <laughs> exactly. And make sure you get Mace Window on the seventh episode. 
It's all good. Has to, has to, has to get him. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> anyway, all right. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, so, guys, please be sure and like and comment if you're out watching on YouTube. It really helps people find this better when there's more activity. And be sure to share with your friends if they if they like Star Wars, even if they don't. Um, be sure to check out the links in the description where you can find our Discord, where you can chat with other fans like yourselves and discuss the mysteries of the Star Wars universe. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram where we where we continue to post updates and news on a daily basis. Um, also, if you guys are looking for some new shirts uh, that shows, shows your love of Star Wars, then we have you covered. We have some designs that we worked on and know you get, you'll love. So check out our Teespring link down below in the description. And some news for us, we will be relaunching our website soon. So keep an eye out for that and we'll, we'll keep you guys posted. Um, Echo two out. Echo five out. May the force be with you. Always. <laughs>